Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, today is Thursday the 10th, and I know you are just recovering from an amazing election day. Some of these races we're not going to know about right away, are we? Really frustrating, actually. We are not an election integrity organization, but we are very interested in elections, and we want them to be true. We want them to be fair, period. I've got a story today that you do not want to miss, and it is titled, On Alaska K-12 Public School Parents Banned. No trespassed. This is a mom. She was no trespassed and fired from a part-time gig she had with the school coaching. We put out a news alert on this, so I'm just going to pretty much go over everything in the news alert. First of all, I want you to know that we did contact the superintendent at the school to get her side of the story, and she refused to talk with us. On September 9th, the first day of kindergarten, Mandy Reynoldson said parents were not allowed to walk their kids into school for their first day of kindergarten, even if we checked into the office. Reynoldson was the only parent who questioned the policy. All of the other students had walked into school with their teachers, and with her daughter in hand, she walked to the building door and said, I'm sorry. This is my child, not yours, and I'm walking her inside the school building. The elementary school principal, Sandy Bowen, then pulled the building door shut and locked mom and daughter out. They left, found Ryerson's third grade daughter on the playground, and proceeded to the school office. Older sibling escorted her sister to class. Reynoldson proceeded to the superintendent, Kristen Soderbach's office passing Sandy Bowen, elementary principal, just leaving. Reynoldson confronted Soderbach and said, well, I guess you know why I'm here since I just passed the principal. And she proceeded to explain her frustration to Soderbach. And then she left. At the end of the school day, Reynoldson returned to pick up her kindergarten daughter from school. She video recorded students filing out of the building hoping to capture her daughter's reaction. And unfortunately, her daughter did not exit with the other students. Reynoldson asked Principal Bowen where her missing daughter was and discovered she had been put on a school bus. Now, the principal was not real forthcoming with concern and apologies for Reynoldson's missing child. Unfortunately, school staff were negligent, and as a few parents had submitted notification of their desire to pick their children up, and 
Um, they didn't want their kids riding the school bus home, at least not on that first day. So Reynoldson did finally locate her daughter, who was visibly frightened and upset because she was put on a school bus. Now, remember, this little girl's only five, and it's her very first day of school. I want to add here that Mandy Reynoldson is the mother of four. She has three daughters and a son. She's been very involved in the school district. Following this incident, on September 20th, uh, Reynoldson was issued a warning letter by the district notifying her that she had violated school policy as an employee. She's the high school volleyball coach, and she vi also violated OSD code of ethics and FERPA law, according to the school district, by taking pictures of children and that she would be terminated and issued a no trespass notice restricting her from school property. So she got this warning letter on September 20th, and less than a week later, on the 26th, two weeks after the incident, Reynoldson decided to attend a school board meeting. By the way, they don't record anything, so we don't have any video recording or audio recording of the actual school board meeting and the testimonies. Only... Um, Reynoldson's report because the school wouldn't talk to us. So after Reynoldson gave her testimony pertaining to school curriculum, it wasn't pertaining to her incident, she did ask, why wasn't I allowed to walk my daughter into class on the first day of kindergarten? You guys know, if you've testified at a school board meeting, that the usual protocol would have been for the board chair to advise taking questions like that in a separate meeting. But the school board chairman, Heidi Howard, invited conversation by shouting, Mandy, we are not going round and round with you on that. Reynoldson was confused as she had spoken to no one about her concerns since the first day of kindergarten on September 9th. And she responded, I just want to know why. Superintendent Soderback then replied, she said, uh, well, it was a safety issue. The elementary principal, Sandy Bowen, then stood up and added, so this has been a policy since before COVID. And Reynoldson disagreed. She stated, no, it has not because, and she was interrupted by Howard, who yelled, Mandy, do not interrupt her. Let her finish. Are you getting the picture here, guys? This is this is really out of uh, protocol. So Soderbeck continued to answer, and Reynoldson responded. She stated, this has not been a policy since before COVID because my daughter, Kayana, went to kindergarten here, and I walked her in to her classroom every single day, and that was the year COVID happened. Howard yelled again. This is a school board chairman. Nope, Mandy, you're done. You're done. Reynoldson looked around the room. She walked to the door and shouted, F this school, and left. Um, she admitted to Parents' Rights and Education that she should not have left in that way. All Reynoldson asked for 
was the reason. Why? There's an obvious lack of customer service skills on the part of the district staff. Owing up to mistakes and failings is the first rule of public relations. A simple, sorry, we will do better by Soderbach from the very beginning would have alleviated this dissension. So the next day, after the school board meeting on September 27th, Reynoldson, as usual, coached her team's high school volleyball game. Dennis Bauer, the athletic director, was present and never mentioned the disagreement with the administration. On September 28th, Reynoldson was fired from her coaching job by Onalaska High School principal, Wade Pilud. Reynoldson, invited to a bogus coaching meeting, said, Oh, I don't think we've officially met. I'm Mandy. And he returned the handshake and said, I wish it was under better circumstances. Well, to put it lightly, you're fired. And he handed her a termination letter. The termination letter is as follows. Mrs. Reynoldson, in a letter dated September 20th, 2022, you were advised as an employee of Onalaska School District. There had been several policy violations, including your conduct violating OSD Coach's Code of Ethics and Contract and Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. You were given a written reprimand based on your conduct and warned that further instances would result in termination of employment and a no trespass notice would be issued. This will advise you of my determination that there is cause for your discharge as an employee of Onalaska School District effective immediately for the following reason. As a result of your conduct Monday, September 26, 2022, at the board meeting stating, quote, fuck this school and I will put what I want on Facebook. Fuck all of you and giving the middle finger to the board, staff, students, and community members present at the meeting upon exiting. This warrants immediate discharge as an employee of the Onalaska School District as of Wednesday, September 28, 2022. You are to surrender your keys to the district office. You are directed to remove Facebook video, continuing to violate the FERPA uh, Privacy Act that shows students without parental permission. Based on the information above, a no trespass notice has been issued through December 31, 2022. The no trespass notice will be reassessed two weeks prior to expiration for consideration of an extension if there is a continuation of identified behaviors. If you have further questions pertaining to your termination, you may contact the district office to set up an appointment. Kristen Soderback, Superintendent. And it was CC'd on Alaska School Board and Mr. Bauer, athletic director and building administrators. Now, on the same day, Onalaska School District issued a no trespass notice 
that says, Mrs. Reynoldson, this letter is to inform you that you are not allowed on Alaska School District property beginning on this date and lasting until December 31st, 2022. A violation of this will be considered trespassing and the Sheriff's Department will be notified. This no trespass notice will be reassessed near expiration. During parent-teacher conferences, you may request to meet with your child's teacher in the district office. You will need to schedule that ahead of time. So here's the thing, guys. Um, This is really hypocrisy in action. On Alaska Athletic Director Dennis Bauer posted seven videos to his Twitter feed highlighting kindergartners and other students on the first day of school. Cheerleaders uh, making a big deal, parents all lined up, uh, welcoming the kids into the school building. A lot of students are featured here. And Dennis Bauer was not terminated, or and he did not receive um, a warning letter like his cohort and employee, Mandy Reynoldson, following the no trespass action issued by the Onalaska School District on September 28th, actually it was the 5th of October, two sheriff's officers removed Mandy Reynoldson from her daughter's volleyball game. They have illegally served her because the district gave her no due process options to defend herself, except to say they would reassess the action before expiration on December 31st, 2022. School districts are not lawfully considered private property as they are owned by a government agency. She did not perpetrate any threats or harm to individuals or property. Her constitutional right to speech allows her to attend school board meetings and be heard. Okay, here's here's the lowdown. This is what your rights are, guys. We did a lot of research on this. We have received other reports of discrimination and wrongful application of the no trespass action against parents. Uh, absent a specific threat of imminent physical harm, a school should not issue a blanket notice against trespass, barring a person from school grounds. There are very important legal requirements necessary for a school board to invoke this directive. Number one, no trespass should only be used as a last resort. And number two, it must provide the restricted person with notice of the basis for the restriction. Number three, the opportunity to challenge the restriction, such as due process. And number four, if utilized, it must provide exceptions permitting the person to attend public meetings and voting unless there is a a specific threat of physical harm. First of all, a person has a First Amendment right to attend meetings open to the public, including school board meetings. A broad notice against trespass with no exception to attend public meetings held on school grounds 
violates the person's First Amendment rights to share and receive information. Second, since a notice against trespass may implicate constitutional rights, the school must provide the person with due process, meaning it must provide notice of the reason for the restriction and an opportunity to challenge the restriction. According to federal law, as cited in Washington State statute, Reynoldson's rights have been violated. Under current policy, there is considerable risk that issued notices of trespass are unlawful for reasons that either the person did not, in fact, engage in any adequately documented behavior that is deemed by RCW 28A635020 to be unlawful. In other words, she didn't break the law. And number two, a parent of an enrolled student and was lawfully exercising the right provided by RCW 28A605020. Every school district board of directors shall, after following established procedure, adopt a policy assuring parents access to their child's classroom and or school-sponsored activities for purposes of observing class procedure, teaching material, and class conduct, provided that such observation shall not disrupt the classroom procedure or learning activity. This is based upon Kent Washington School District Appeal. In light of the fact Reynoldson was acting as her child's parent in the case of the video recording and again as a parent when she spoke at the school board meeting, her actions did not endanger students of the school and she herself did not threaten to cause harm to property or individuals at the school. Onalaska School District did, however, falsely accuse Reynoldson of illegal actions by invoking no trespass and notifying law enforcement to remove her from observing her daughter's sports game. She was publicly shamed on the basis of a possible factually or legally unlawful notice of trespass. The district does not publish their school policies on their website. And thus, it is impossible to know what their policies are regarding any and all of the allegations made against Reynoldson. In addition, the district made false allegations in their warning letter. To that point, no mention of due process or the established procedure to challenge the restriction of the notice of no trespass was included in any of the correspondence from the district to Reynoldson. Now, This is probably the most compelling information. Okay, who is this woman? Is she some crazy parent who comes to the school and complains all the time? Well, she is outspoken. There's no doubt about that. But the move to terminate Reynoldson from her part-time contract role as high school volleyball team coach is especially suspect as she has never been accused of, of harming or inflicting any duress on a student-athlete, either in her role as a volunteer or contracted coach. Reynoldson helped coach basketball, volleyball, fast pitch, and soccer. She also formed a tournament team with another parent 
for her oldest daughter and a basketball team last year. She organized two tournaments at Onalaska, bringing many other teams to the district. And more importantly, she has demonstrated she cares about these kids, wanting nothing but the best for them. By their actions, Onalaska School Board is taking that away from her and her kids. She was given keys to the school to put on tournaments and allowed to organize a celebratory season sleepover in the gym with her team. And now she is not allowed on school property. Something is very wrong here. Parents' Rights in Education defends the rights of all parents and families in public schools. We beseech the Onalaska School District to re-examine the facts and motives of individuals who brought these allegations against a parent and a valued contributor to the district. We are calling on other parents and cohorts who may be the future victims of these kinds of tactics to stand up for Reynoldson. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.